What's up, guys? Welcome back to our podcast, Famous Last Words. Uh, this week, we're here with Tim Smith. Tim is a filmmaker and actor. Um, he made a film called The Russian Sleep Experiment, which just reached over half a million views, right? Yep, right. And uh, he made another short film called Chasing Tales. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk to him about filmmaking. I'm Chris. I'm Andrew. Welcome. So, when did you make Sleep Experience? It's been a while since you made the short, right? Yeah, I um, I filmed it where, when I was turning uh, 20. So, like, I think it was, we finished on my birthday, actually, August 3rd of whenever three and a half years ago was. So, yeah, I finished it then, filming-wise, and then another year of editing. So, I was 21. So, it was, like, about three years ago it was completed, and then, um... I wasn't actually released on YouTube until, like, about maybe a year and a half, two years ago. We were kind of fishing it around, like, festivals and things like that. So we acquired half a million views in about a year and a half, two years. That's awesome. Thanks. And you, you self-finance this, right? Like, you, you you and your team put together the money to put this together? Yeah. Um. At first, we had a backer. Um. Kind of a weird guy. I wouldn't name him. <laughs> John Doe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he funded, he, he was saying he was going to fund like five grand, but of course if it's not, you know, in contract, it doesn't exist. And he backed out about a week, uh, before we were going to start shooting. So I had all this thing, uh, everything lined up, actors, all this stuff, like money already invested. And so it was like, you know, screw it. And went to DFCU, thank you guys, and got a loan and just did it myself. Right. Indie filmmaking. Woo. <laughs> Go in debt for your art, kids. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> we can't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a story about some, it's not like a like super like A-list name, but some some indie filmmaker went to the mob to fi- finance like their <laughs> short film. Like they had a mob connection in the family. I almost did that. I almost did that for the feature. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I don't Go have on. a connection. I'm just saying that I, like, it was a bad situation. Uh, it could have worked. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying I didn't. You're not saying don't owe money to the mom. I can't tell you what to do. I, I don't know. Uh, Depends how important your limbs are, I guess, to you. How much you believe in the project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. Like It will literally cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. You'd either get sued, you know, if you don't pay back your producers, or you get killed. Personally, I'd rather get killed. No more debt for me, please. Yeah. Who wants to go in some dragged out court... Bullshit. <laughs> Just kill me. <laughs> like student loans, screw that. Yeah. Oh my god. Shallow grave near a river, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you was it all your idea or was it like I don't know the story behind it, but what was it all your idea? Was it your team's idea to do this uh kind of classic horror story? Um, I actually before we started shooting, it was about a year um uh, before we started shooting that my friend Anthony Guido uh showed me the a story online like no intention of actually filming it and i was thinking like you know why don't we film this it's like why don't we do something easier because that's like really specific and wild i wrote the script anyway just you know see what will happen and then over the course of like i don't know like seven eight months i just started acquiring people that were interested in uh, making it happen and so it, it at first i was going to do it in somebody's basement and like kind of construct it myself but it expanded into us having a sound stage with a custom-built set by the Halton Brothers. from They built the set for Oz the Green Powerful. So it just really expanded into something way bigger than I expected it to be. Where did you guys shoot it? Um, we filmed it in 
It's Fusion Video Pictures, uh, Dylan Side's uh, company. I'm not sure if he still is working at the same soundstage, but it's a soundstage uh, downriver in New Boston, Michigan. It's a really random spot. Like, I pulled up to it, and I thought that I was in a funeral home. <laughs> and then I walked inside, and it was like a needle in the haystack, where I'm like, wow, best kept secret. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, now we've just exposed your best kept secret. <laughs> oh, no. Shallow grave by the river. <laughs> um, so, how long did you, how long was product, like, how long were you in production for the shoot, like, the filming process? Uh, we filmed, like, 90% of it in two days. It was a bit of a sleep experiment. We, uh, about 22 hours each day. Uh, it wasn't union, by the way, so I'm not going to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> Indie filmmaking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was 22 hours the first day. I let everyone sleep for eight hours because, you know, I'm not an asshole. I woke up early and had to go get coffee for everyone, so I got about four hours of sleep. And then we just started shooting again. Uh, Zach Ross, um, he played Hans Berlitz in the short. Uh, he's very method, so he just stayed awake and just read a book in the chamber, like the oh gas God. chamber we were in, because he's insane. <laughs> like, if you watch the short, like, he had bruises on his body for, like, a week afterwards. I didn't tell him to do that. I'm not, again, not an asshole, but he was, like, that into it, that he just threw himself everywhere. Wow. Yeah, two days is impressive, because I think it's close to 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, so. it, was, wow. uh, it was only an 11-page script, too, so it was really weird that it expanded that much, but there was a lot of action in it, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, one of my, when I first saw it, like the most striking thing, and this was before I really knew you, so mm-hmm. the first thing that like, I really loved was the opening shot. I think we've all, I think we both brought this up to each other, Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, the opening shot is just so, so good, and it's like, it really draws you in. I mean, literally it draws you in because it's like, you know, you're walking forward. Thank but you. I just felt like it was, it just set the tone so well, and it's so stark, and it looks so good. I mean, it's like... The tracking shot? The, the mm-hmm. long tracking yeah. shot, yeah. Thank you, yeah. And you have the people in the background kind of like walk, the people who work there kind of walking around, and yeah. it looks legit, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really wanted it to be ominous. There was a lot of like people that just really wanted to be in, in some aspect with the extras, so it was really cool to get them, because usually getting extras is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so are, are, now that you've, it's been out on YouTube for like a, close to two years now, mm-hmm. or a year and a half, are you, is it has half a million views as of this morning, Right or like last night. Yeah. And are you just getting all those native people looking up this Russian sleep experiment uh, on YouTube, or is it like in some horror film websites, or is it like? There's a couple websites that um, uh, have it posted in some way. Like Creepypasta site has it like attached to something. I think like there's some sort of attachment there, some sort of attachment with uh, bloody disgusting. I think it is. They actually reached out to me to do an article, but I guess I was too boring and they never posted it. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, He's not funny enough. You're yeah. not horror enough for us for right. bloody article, whatever. He's <laughs> a nerd. We don't want him on our site. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I say the film was financed by the mob. <laughs> yeah, yeah then they'll put that on yeah. the... <laughs> and I'll <Okay>. die. <laughs> as long as you don't specify what mob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The gang mob. <laughs> <laughs> um... So what's so now that you kind of got traction in it? I mean, it's gone up like really exponentially because I remember you. I mean, you post about it, and I see it mm-hmm. online. It was like at like two hundred seventy thousand views last time I checked, which was only a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's exponentially growing pretty fast. Um, what's next for? You're gonna make it into a feature? Yeah, we have. Um, we're working on the final draft. Hopefully, anyway. There's always there's always something to improve upon on a script, but eventually it's like you gotta take the roast out of the oven and just be done. But um, we're working on the final, again, 
hopefully, draft of the feature script, and we're taking it to Santa Monica for the American film market to try to get some money for it, for the um, feature film. Trying to get some uh, talent signed off for it as well, because that's always helpful. And, uh, yeah, my best businessman thing, you know? I'm not just a filmmaker, I guess, at this point. It sucks. I thought we were Thai and stuff. How did that work? Um, did you have to acquire the rights to that, or is that an anonymous story? Or yeah, luckily it's an anonymous story. Um, there's there was a lot changed in the like as as far as like the original story goes, they were all Russian. I misread it, I guess, because a lot of people were like, "Why do they have German accents?" And so I guess like the original story, they were all Russian. In my variation, they're um, the prisoners are Nazis or ex Nazis, I guess. No, they're still Nazis. <laughs> but Once Nazi, always a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. For real. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the... Um, I, luckily, I didn't have to go through any rights or anything. It was a very bare-bones story. It was, like... If you read it, like, it's on Creepypasta still. Um, but it was actually a story before Creepypasta. Like, there's, there's history be, uh, before Creepypasta. Like, almost like it's, like, a... Kind of like a myth that kind of... You know, probably been circulating since World War Two or post World War Two. Yeah, I've 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 heard this. I heard this like a long time ago, like in high school, like mm-hmm. yeah, like eleven years ago. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, the creepy Russians and like you know the experiments they did like in, during the Cold War or something. But um, the uh, the story itself was just very. It was like logs. Like this happened, then this happened. There's no characters, nothing. So there's a lot of uh, I guess freedom to kind of explore everything. And the feature definitely gets into a lot more bloody, messy awfulness. <laughs> so the the classic like feature, right? The pitchable feature that we all get taught is like ninety pages. Mm-hmm. With your experience, you wrote an eleven page script and it turned into a almost thirty minute thing. Are you keeping that in mind? Are you trying to think like, oh, maybe we go with like a seventy page script because you're gonna it's gonna like inflate a little bit? I think that like we're still keeping it around ninety so pages, maybe even more. Um, it all comes down to the editing. Like I, I still really like the how the short, like the the length of it with, I guess the space. You know, like it, it breathed in places where it should. Um, I don't like cutting scripts like right on like dialogue. I like holding on reactions and things like that. So I guess that also probably is why it turned so much longer than it needed to be. But I'd rather take out than have too little. You know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, Tim, we have a game for you. I like games. Uh, be careful what you wish for. Uh, so, we I have five questions here. Uh, five bad movie descriptions. So, example would be uh, this is and mine are all horror movies. This one's not a horror movie. Okay. Uh, so my example would be uh, here's, and you guys will all compete. So whoever gets the most out of five. Okay. Uh, but this is an example. The example is family deals with father's allergy to oranges. While man's brother loses big on Bobby Thompson's playoff home run. Uh, Teresa and I know this one, so. <laughs> oh, that's how you do. Yeah. Wow. Hey. The oranges wow. gave it away. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so these are all horror movies. There's five of them. Okay. You guys will compete in vicious battle. Okay? Yes. Feel like a buzzer. Yeah, I, I know. I tried fu- to In the future, we'll get a buzzer. Yeah. Clap, I guess. Yeah. I guess whoever shouts it out first. <laughs> yeah, whoever shouts out first, and uh, and, and me and Hillary will judge who goes first if it's if it's fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I'm listen, so excited for this. Listen to those new guys. Yeah. All right. Here you go. Are you ready? No I'm cheating. Ready. Oh, we need a cheater beater. I can't read your um, handwriting. Okay, good. <laughs> cheater beater? <laughs> Here we go. A mother struggles to come to terms with her daughter's first period as the daughter deals with the pressures of conformity. Carrie. Mm, yes. Good. Damn. <laughs> Solid. Man circumvents paying hospital bill by sleeping for about a month. 28 days later. Correct. Oh, About shit. a month is what got it. I was okay, like, wait, what's good. like about, about a month? A month yeah. <laughs> about Clever. That one's great. All right. Killian Murphy. Killian. All right, here we go. <laughs> Arctic bachelor party goes awry when creepy bearded loner brings dog. Uh, the thing. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm great at this game. Arctic bachelor party. <laughs> That's good. Can you imagine going to pitch a movie? So it's a bachelor party that takes place in the Arctic. <laughs> Questions. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. Still in it. You can still win. Okay. How many are there left? There's one left. Uh -oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to do a, a tiebreaker if I get this one, though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a family tries to improve the property value of its home despite it being built on less than desirable land. Poltergeist. Oh, shit. You, oh, we said close. at the same time. I think you said it first, though. <laughs> I was going to say Poltergeist, or I was going to say Amityville Horror. I think we're, I was thinking of that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're going to have to go with. Uh, we'll have to go with the tie-breaking question. All okay. right. Yeah. Submarine crew gets pet. Oh my Sharknado? god. No. You keep guessing. Submarine crew gets a pet. In a submarine. I don't know any horror movies based on a submarine. Submarine crew gets pet. Uh, we still doing horror? It's all still horror. In a submarine, is is it? So it's in a submarine. I'm assuming. Wait, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never heard of a horror movie on a submarine. It's not an alien, is it? Like it, it is, is alien. Oh! How is it submarine? Because that's what it's modeled after. It's supposed to be a submarine. Sick. Damn. That, was, right. that was just a shot in <laughs> your boy. Yeah. Tim wins. Tim wins. Tim wins. Ooh. I'll take it. What does he win? He wins. The honor of being on our podcast. This Sunday is no book. You know I want that. <laughs> uh, so we always end these things, Tim, by, by talking about something we're all watching, like something that uh, people who are interested in this kind of thing might be interested in. So mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you watching right now? What's inspiring you? Um, I'm watching... Because actually, fun fact, it happens in the sleep experiment. Wink. Um, I'm watching Sergei Eisenstein's uh, Battle on the Ice. It is the tits. Watch it. It's like, it's not really a horror movie, but it's like, it's just cinematic brilliance. Yeah. Well, he has some like really, really good quote is like that you should be able to, uh, I'll remember it. Hold on. It'll come, it'll come back to me. But, uh. That the poet, like, you don't even need music. You don't need, need sound to create, uh, like, a, a musical image of pictures. I mean, of course, Melchior mm -hmm. Potemkin is the, is the quintessential Eisenstein example, or October. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It just, I don't know, it's like, his horizon lines are just terrifying to me, the massive skies. Mm -hmm. It just makes everyone just seem so small. Which we are, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And that's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so I we recommend uh, also YouTube channels, and so a YouTube channel that I've been digging for a long time is called Fandor. Uh, they have little op op ed uh, think pieces about film, and they also run a streaming website, like a very curated streaming website. Uh, so they recently did one on like the expectation and what makes a good sequel. Uh, I guess the new Sicario movie is not doing so well. Really? Uh, in terms of like critic reviews of it, that oh, it's no. it's. I was it's looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. But uh, you could kind of tell from the trailer that it was going in a little bit of a different direction. The hand when Benicio Toro's got two hands on the gun is he's moving his finger back on the trigger. I was just like, nope, done. I like yeah. that so much though. Like, <laughs> I, I love when like. I don't know, when movies, they keep it on the guy killing the dude, and they never show the guy getting killed. It's just so cold. Oh, my, my complete opinion of it was that he's using one hand to hold the gun and the other one to move his fingers back and forth. Oh, you, you didn't, just like didn't like that? Like the I, I, didn't, I didn't like the action. It did yeah, look yeah, kind of yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, notably, like, ones that have succeeded in that, like Aliens and Terminator 2, mm-hmm. changed subverting the genre, uh, what's expected to make a good movie. Blade Runner 2 is one of my favorite sequels. Yeah, great oh, yeah. sequel. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that on here? No, I don't think, think so. we did. Go ahead, Chris. So I'm like a year late, but I finally saw Dunkirk the other day, and I really liked it a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I don't really get excited about war movies, generally, you know, because there's been so many of them, and it's it's been done so much, but um, I think Christopher Nolan definitely did something different with his movie. Have you guys, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it on a plane. Oh, so. Oops. Well. <laughs> But I did Using like... that IMAX stock to its full advantage, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I loved it. it. It's it's there's no like none of the characters have backstories. It's all very much like just in the moment in the, like the horrors of war. There's no like sentimentality or or drama really. It's just like a survival story, and <clears throat> the cinematography is beautiful. I thought the score was amazing. It really heightened the the, the anxiety of the movie. On Zimmer, I think did Hans Zimmer, yeah. yeah. Big H Z. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, read a, I read an article, um, or not read an article. I heard uh, like a war historian that like there's painstaking, uh, they're painstakingly to detail. So he's asking questions like, oh, is would this really happen? Would this really happen? And it's like yes, yes. And then uh, the last question of the interview was, a plane on fumes could it actually shoot down another plane? And the guy said, what do you think? Uh, so they took some. Hollywood liberties with Tom Hardy in the plane at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess that was the dramatic moment of the whole movie. Was was that? Spoiler. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. no. Whatever. Tom Hardy's in the I'm movie. I'm probably the only person who hasn't seen Dunkirk by now. So you kind of don't even realize that Tom Hardy's in the movie either until that last scene. I mean, if you know it's him, mask. it's him. He's always got the mask out. The, yeah, they only show him. There was like no a mask on his face in all of his movies. Yeah. I know. It's like it's Bane. <laughs> have you guys seen Bronson? I yes. Have, I haven't. Bronson's so that's good. That's a crazy movie. That's, that's like Tom Hardy at his best, I think. I wasn't expecting them to go in the, the route they did with the theater and everything. Because I was like, what the hell is this movie about? And <laughs> it's just weird and it's great. Yeah. You should see it, Chris. I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around but to it. He's on Netflix. He's yeah, it was, it was for a long time, yeah. yeah. That's Nicholas Winding Refn. I know. I tried to watch that documentary you recommended. It's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Which one? So we'll have to fix my, that. My life, as a, my life according to Nicholas Winning Refn is about like the making of God Forgives from his wife's oh, perspective. Shoot. Okay. It's really good. It's like 40 minutes. Have you guys seen um, Act of Killing by chance? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's probably one of the most powerful. I'll talk about it later. Or you guys want me to pitch it. I don't know. Sure. But, you can talk about it now if you want. It's again, uh, 
about this Indonesian genocide squad. I have seen they, that. Yeah. Where they like have them reenact the act of killings. killings. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh, I heard, we heard about this. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. I think it's uh it's amazing just being uh in the western culture how many like genocides get kind of like swept under the rug as wars. Yeah. Uh like people like stuff in in Asia gets kind of like mixed up really really quickly because we don't get that news but yeah there's all sorts of crazy terrible stuff that's happened in uh in Asia that, that we're completely unaware of yeah like yeah so sad yeah um my what to watch is also a YouTube channel it's called nerd writer and it's this guy who does like film essays or essays about film and TV and things like mm -hmm. that and he he goes through different topics and they're really good and really well done I started watching that. That's the one with the little coffee mug. Yeah, thing. yep. Yeah. It's the most soothing voice. I know. He's got a good <laughs> voice. I, I also really like to watch YouTube channels of, like, film essays to fall asleep. <laughs> because their voices are always, like, soothing. Yeah. And they're, like, very articulate. And, the cinematography. Yeah, great. Of the yeah, I know. He's got a particularly good one about uh, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. he's really, really good about that. It's, uh... The, you know, why it's his favorite Wes Anderson movie and why it kind of has more merit than people give it credit. I yeah. have to agree with that. I Another like that really one a good lot. YouTube channel, uh, Cinematography Database, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And there's this guy that just like, like just skims through the movie and like says, oh, there's probably light over this way and like this. They he did a really interesting uh, one on Drive, oh, where he's cool. talking about like the quadratic. Um, um, is it every frame of painting? I don't think it's every frame, a frame of painting. They, they did something on Drive, too, I think. Mm -hmm. But, like, this guy, like, takes, like, throws the movie, like, stills into Photoshop and, like, just draws out where, like, a Kino would be or, like, a softbox mm -hmm. and, like, why they chose the lighting, like, why it creates the mood, like, what light represents evil versus good, like, that cool. kind of thing. That's it's really, awesome. yeah, he really gets into it. Your money's worth for the recommendations. I know we've got double right? double got the amount of recommendations. recommendations it's yeah. good, but we'll put so we'll put like clips of all these on our YouTube channel for our what to watch playlist. Yeah, yep. sponsor you guys. I know. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have one bonus horror game thing. Okay. I just thought of one. Uh -oh. Ready? Yeah. So Canadian comedian stalks babysitter. I married an axe murderer. No. Comedian. Canadian comedian. Uh huh. There's only like a handful of those. Canadian uh, comedian. But like, think Say outside the box. Say it again. Canadian comedian stalks babysitter. Stalks babysitter. Babysitter. Halloween. Yes. Oh Michael my Myers. Gosh. <laughs> 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 Boo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a good one. So. uh... It's worth noting, as, as we wrap this up here, that Tim is also featured in, I'm not sure when this will come out, but he's, he's the uh, supporting, one of the main supporting characters of our web series, Riders. Um, so if you haven't watched that yet, you should. It will probably be out by the time we release this. So this is probably three weeks out. This yep, one. we'll throw a link to it down there. Right at the bottom <laughs> screen. The floor. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Everyone point down. Uh, it'll, it'll eventually be there. It'll be there. Um, and um, Tim also starred in a movie that Andrew and I made called One Week Later, uh, which also will be coming out at some point. <laughs> a re-release. A re-release. Yeah. It, it had a premiere once, sort of. 
They have Ewoks in this one. Yeah, there's Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Digital Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so as Teresa said, uh, links to stuff we talked about, uh, corrections, omissions, and links will be on our YouTube channel. If you like what you see, smash that like button. Like that smash button. And uh, yeah, we don't really have a good sign-off, so we just kind of... See you next time, we just folks. awkwardly yeah. sign off. Okay. Go away now. Bye. Shimmer. Yeah. Shimmer. Shimmer. Shimmer.